to episode eight of Shit Gets Real. Today we're going to talk about something that's become kind of the norm now is yeah. purchasing out of state uh, virtually while mm-hmm. your agent goes and you're either whether on either on FaceTime or we record it for you, send you the video and you go under contract without actually ever stepping foot in the house. So think about it. If you are going to buy a house virtually, what is it that you might miss? I mean, because literally with things like Matterport, you can actually walk through the house you can look up and down and all around i think i've said that before but you could like zoom in on somebody's photograph or mm-hmm. you know if they have a drawer open you can zoom down yeah in i mean matterport's pretty cool drawer. the only thing i tell people is because sometimes if they have matterport on the listing um some clients are like you don't need to go i, I love it and i'm like we have to do the smell test oh smell test yes because you can't smell anything through a matterport so and if you don't know what a matterport is matterport is the where you click that little circle on the ground and it takes you through each room you can go left right all mm-hmm. around and mm-hmm. really explore it so for me it is that um smell yeah and I can tell you when the virtual offers and things like that that we were seeing, there were some listing agents who were not real excited about te- taking a, what they um, call a sight unseen offer. Mm-hmm. So you're seeing the house virtually, but you haven't actually been there versus somebody who's actually been there. Uh, you know, because pictures, you know, if you have a good photographer, the picture tends to sometimes be better, better. than the real thing. Mm-hmm. You just have to have an agent that you trust and someone who could uh, explain to the mm-hmm. listing agent that with your, you know, your experience, your agent's experience, that they can clearly uh, explain what the house looks like, smells like, the location, the area, all those things that are important to make a decision. Yeah, because there's times where you see a home and it looks great in the picture. You go and it's basically lipstick on a pig. Oh, lipstick on right? a pig. And you're like, oh, the baseboards look awful, the paint's awful, there's holes everywhere that you just couldn't see in the picture. Mm -hmm. So it's a little, that's why I always like to have at least my eyes on it. You're the same way where, you know, you don't really want to risk it that much. Because you get there and you're like, well, no, it's nice, but okay, like, just look at this and this. I just had an idea. Hmm. What if, okay, like an Uber driver, Mm -hmm. what if you had a home tour person that went with your agent mm-hmm. on your behalf they are a disinterested third party okay they would be so honest right they would they would yeah. be honest about what they're seeing and yeah. you pay them 25 bucks and okay. get their opinion and then the agents beat the shit out of them because <laughs> they're like shut up this house is actually decent you're snob <laughs> i think you're thinking of parents <laughs> yeah don't ever That's send awful. your parents with an agent that's just mean getting yelled at i think we're being too loud we're both because i'm doing this and you're doing something too. <laughs> i have an excuse you're old no <laughs> i'm not back. you're not you're in your prime i was on vacation last week mm-hmm. yes and it was a good one i had a fantabulous time so we're gonna jump off topic just to, for a second we'll get Sorry. back to virtual tours mm-hmm. But you guys, I have to say this about living here in Florida. I mean, it's so awesome that I have an amusement park that's 20 minutes from my house. Mm -hmm. Or the zoo. Or the beach is like 40 minutes away. It was just a wonderful staycation here in Tampa. Yeah. Yeah. So moving to Tampa is the right thing to do. You'll thank us later. 
again, moving here and your options back to our topic. Yep. You know, if you can't be here to find a home, we're talking about um, looking at a house virtually, buying a home, they call it sight unseen. Mm -hmm. It is all about trust. You have to have an agent that you trust, whose opinion that you uh, take stock in, and you're about to make the biggest purchase of your life based on what they tell you. So that's really important to know that, you know, the agent wants you, you know, understands what kind of home you'd have, um, that would, you would like rather, and also understands maybe what that house will be worth later. Mm -hmm. You know, so resale. The, mm -hmm. right, the resale opportunity and the potential on that in the financial aspect, yep. not just the emotional aspect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know, so another important factor, which is probably on a lot of people's mind, is it's um, protecting people some for from COVID, mm -hmm. right? And you're probably asking, well, why are you guys going? You know, but we um, we protect ourselves. Yeah. We especially when it was heightened when it first happened, carrying around Lysol gloves, everything we could do virtually mm -hmm. for our clients. Mm -hmm. And you know, I know unfortunately there are people still need a place to live, so we still have to kind of be out there to help someone find their home. Yeah, but we do it safe. Mm -hmm. And we respect, so if it's vacant, it's a little bit easier, but if it's um, occupied, the seller's living there, you know, we respect their wishes. Sometimes yeah. they would request that, we, you know, you wear your mask, you wear your gloves, you wear your booties, you do all this. Mm -hmm. That's what we did. What I would think, you know how things happen in the world and they just change the way things are done, mm -hmm. period. So COVID or no COVID, think about this. If you're a buyer going into somebody's house, just don't touch stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, don't touch I mean we all want to look in the closets and maybe open the cabinets let your agent do that mm -hmm. you know if there's one person in the house who's touching everything versus everybody's mm -hmm. touching everything yep. you know that that should just be a courtesy maybe that we take on from now you know on. above and beyond mm -hmm. COVID right and one of the things that we're dealing with is the new um, the strand the new strand the Delta right deviant. Delta 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 deviant the devil yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's funny okay so I don't know you know it's just one of those things where um, 21st century new way of doing business you know is COVID the new flu uh, the much more dangerous flu you know that's gonna be here for forever yeah. and you just have to you know kind of relive your or excuse me restructure your life your and life. how you mm -hmm. do things mm -hmm. yep so it can be done don't be scared if you know you're moving to Florida, but you can't make it down for every reason, for whatever reason, you know, and you connect with a great real estate agent like us. Yeah, um, it can be done to purchase your house virtually, and we have many clients that are happy. Mm -hmm. And you just, in the end, trust the agent that you're working with, and um, everything will turn out fine. That's right. Typically, That's right. so I just say that typically. <laughs> typically, <laughs> just most of case. the time. Just, just in case. 99% so, of the time. <laughs> so, okay, so let's kind of go in order of you find the house, we did our virtual tours, and you're like, I want, I want this. I want, I this, want house. this house. This is mine. Um, what's the next step? Well, write an offer, yeah. right? So, and let's say all the negotiations go <laughs> and you get executed. You are going to do what's called an earnest money deposit. What's, 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 what's Oh, that? I'm just like glasses off. Oh. Glasses on. <laughs> glasses off. This is on. So you're going to have your earnest money deposit. So what is an earnest money deposit? It is a good faith deposit. So here's my understanding of contracts is they have to have some kind of monetary 
value. There's got to be some kind of monetary commitment in order to validate the contract. So even if it's a dollar. Now, I've been told recently that's not true, but I'm going to stick to that because I think it's it it's, sounds good. But it's interesting, though, because sidetrack a little bit. When I was living in California, maybe it's just a California thing, You, a friend of mine was sick. She had to get rid of her car, and she had, had to put it on there that it was they sold it for a dollar. Yes. Yes, right? yes, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm, you're probably right. I like, I like so let, just do what Tony says and not what anybody so earnest money is a good faith deposit to solidify the contract and it's outside of that it's a level of commitment that Mm -hmm. you're showing the um, seller so it's an amount of money that you're putting on the table that has certain risks of being lost Mm -hmm. but there's many ways to keep it safe we'll get into that in a minute Mm -hmm. but it's you know telling the seller hey I'm gonna put this on deposit I am serious so if it's a half million dollar home and you put five hundred dollars, that's not too serious, right? And it it's driven also by the way the market goes. So for instance, right now today, we're seeing earnest money deposits of no really no less than five thousand is ideal. Yeah, you know, um, where a couple years ago, I know I'm going back, we saw about a thousand. Shame money, you don't talk about a couple of years da, ago. Da, da, but but. It was about a thousand. Mm-hmm. So, and in you know, we get a little creative with things, and the short sales are a completely different animal. Yeah. So, you know, there's it's just depending on the situation, the market. That's my feelings, at least. So, what I think earnest money means. So, earn, earn, technically, earnest money is your good faith deposit. Mm-hmm. You're going to get it back at closing unless you default on your contract. Period. What a seller sees when they see your earnest money deposit is your commitment and how much they can trust uh, your commitment to purchasing the home and that you have any money. So if you are putting $5,000 in earnest money, then they see that. That is $5,000 that you have deposited Mm -hmm. that they see you have deposited. So in a lot of cases, you know, if you're up against other buyers who are putting a higher earnest money deposit than you, they just seem more committed. Um, and they've proven that they have some cash. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times for veterans who put zero down, uh, down payment, that's really a good way to show that the veteran has money because unfortunately, I don't know why this perception is this way, but a lot of people have n- who know nothing about veteran and VA loans think they have no money yeah. because they don't have to put it down payment. Every single time, and it's a constant fight. And I wish there was something that we could do, besides what we're doing now by educating people through this, is to make people understand that just because they are a zero down payment doesn't mean that they have no money in the bank. That's right. I mean, so yes. most, of, most of the veterans that we work with are financially responsible and have set themselves up for a really good future. Yes. So when you go under contract, like Selena said, the time frame to get that earnest money deposited is typically three, three. to four days. Mm-hmm. So once you execute, on the day you execute, that very next day is day one. So you would have one, two, three, or one, two, three, mm-hmm. four days to get that earnest money deposit in. It's usually done via wire. Title companies will provide to you, usually within a secure portal yeah, online, wiring instructions so that you can wire in your earnest money. Mm -hmm. We do not um, handle the wiring instructions. There's a lot of fraud. um, That has happened. 
Yeah, unfortunately, the people have been burned and money has been stolen. So um, the agent has nothing to do with that. It's strictly between the buyer who deposits the earnest money through and the title company, the title company. who holds the earnest money deposit during that the is transaction. Correct. I just blinked. Did you? <laughs> Did you hear it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so we did earnest money. So another another big thing is we've covered that certain loans, like a VA loan, has zero down payment. Other loans, which we've done we've done a podcast on loan types and everything as well. Um, so we'll go briefly over this. Uh, FHA low down payment, conventional. There's different structures for the down payment. So. Another thing associated with purchasing a home is something called closing costs. Yes. It costs money to do anything. Yeah. Right? (laughs) Anything. Anything you do is going to cost money. Buying a house costs money. So I tell everyone, I tell anybody, even if it's somebody on the street that we start talking about real estate. And they're like, weirdo, who are you? (laughs) Yeah. I thought you said closing costs. Okay, sorry. No. But, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, well, my friend bought a house and wherever and got 90,000 off the price, seller paid for everything, and blah, blah, blah. and that may have happened in 1994. <laughs> I don't know, but closing costs are the fees associated with your loan. Yes. So who pays them? Yes. So typically it's the buyer's responsibility to pay for their closing costs. Mm-hmm. Right? That's that's correct. I mean, the seller has their own bills and they actually have pretty high bills. They have the commissions. Mm-hmm. They're paying for the buyer agent and the listing mm-hmm. agent. They have title policy. They have doc stamps on the deed. Mm-hmm. These are all pretty high ticket items, and they have to pay the closing company mm-hmm. and so so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So when it, when a seller is about to sell their house, to give them a good round number of what it's likely going to cost to sell their home, we typically tell them ten percent. It's going to cost that's you ten percent right. to sell your home. If that's a half million dollar home, we're talking fifty grand, people. A that's a lot of money. So a buyer is going to have. Um, fees associated with their loan, mm-hmm. like Selena said. They're going to have state taxes. Um, they're going to have title fees and corporations, all that. Yep, prepaids. These, they have prepaids. Yeah, mm-hmm. these are buyer expenses. These are not the seller's bills. These are the buyer's bills, and they need to be prepared to mm-hmm. pay those. Again, with the market changing, you know, if you're in a buyer's market, sellers are going to do things they wouldn't do in a seller's market. Right. So in a buyer's market, it is possible to negotiate for the seller to contribute or to pay all of the buyer's closing costs. Very, very, very market-based. So if you're in a seller's market, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, and it's not, just to clarify, because their closing cost. It's depending on the market. It's not like the cost is going to fluctuate up or down. Mm. It's strictly of like you are paying all your closing costs. The seller may contribute some, you know, like Tony just said, whether it's a seller market or a buyer market. But it's not a change in the actual cost mm-hmm. of what you'd bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you work with an agent, so we provide what we call net sheets, and it gives a breakdown of those costs. So you as the buyer know what to expect closing costs yeah now let's assume that closing costs on you know the what's the average sales price of a home here in florida it's up to almost 300 yeah i was going to say 300 so if you're at about 300,000, you're buying a home in florida what are your buyer closing costs going to be well the state taxes and the title fees are very set Mm -hmm. they're they're not going to shift lender fees will so you shop around for a lender pay attention to their fees have the agent help you to make sure they're on track yep 
But I would say on a $300,000 house, if you're buying here in the Tampa area and it's not in a CDD community, then you're probably going to have, I would say, you know, anywhere between eight and 10000 Yeah, and I was going to say nine. So you're, uh, she's more on track because you have to factor in that fluctuate, that gap. If it's a flood zone, there's mm-hmm. all these other things that you just yeah, that, don't know. And if you're in a CDD community, you have to pay back the seller for uh-huh. the prepaid CDD. This is a whole nother topic, yeah. but that's going to increase your closing costs typically by a couple grand. So you might be now looking at 10 to 11,000. That's right. And just remember the earnest money that you've deposited can be applied to these at closing. Yes. So to kind of help out a little yeah. bit. So say you are a veteran who mm-hmm. has a zero down payment and you did put $5,000 in earnest money and your total closing costs are 12. You would have made the $5,000 deposit, and when you go to closing, you'd need to bring another $7,000 mm-hmm. to closing. So. Now, the beautiful thing about that is if you close on a new home on August 15th, your first house payment is not due until October 1st. So think about that if you're like, should I rent? Should I buy? Mm-hmm. I mean, what you'd have to pay in deposits on a rental, you literally move into the house in August, mm-hmm. and then you don't have any rent or house payments or anything until October that's that's worth a couple grand yeah yeah why? she wants to know why i'm like i don't know it's like a car <laughs> so what happens when you close on a house is your it, it all has to do with the interest so part of your prepaids that you're paying you're paying um you're paying a whole year's worth of insurance in advance because you pay that in advance and then they also take about three months worth of insurance and they pad your escrow account they're going to take about four months worth of taxes from you and pad your escrow account. And then you're going to pay prepaid interest. And that is what creates that gap in the payment. So if you close on the 15th, you're actually paying interest all the way through the end of the next month. See, there you go. So then your payment's not due until the following month. Yeah. All right. What's next, girl with no glasses? It looks like um, down payment. Down payment. I ain't got no money. Yeah. Well, there are programs. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not seeing a lot of buyers right now utilizing the program. So that there are that are available. In a seller's market, anybody who comes to the table with an offer that is associated with a you know a county bond yeah. program or a first-time home buyer program, it's just one of those things where it's just it's too much red tape. Mm-hmm. So the seller is going to avoid getting all into that because there's processes, there's paperwork, there's extra underwriting criteria, there's extra criteria for a buyer. Mm -hmm. Typically that has to do with classes or certifications and different things like that. So unfortunately, in a very, very heavy seller's market, buyers who are utilizing those programs tend to not get their contracts chosen. So it's an odd time in the market for those programs. Mm -hmm. Um, one of the ones that's really interesting, I think, is the USDA loan. Yeah. And so years ago, no, I'm going back again. We used to see it more often, especially down where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, not so much anymore. Yes. We're kind of, they're kind of pushing us, pushing them more south. Yes. You know, so. They do update that map. So if you mm-hmm. go to USDA.org, I think it's .org. Uh, and put in an address, it'll tell you if it qualifies for USDA, and I cannot say the word, so you must say it for me. Rural. 
I, I suck at this world with this word too. Rural. 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 Where the cows are. Rural. Rural. That's where you can live. The country. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be in a specific area, and you can look up an address yeah. and see if it qualifies for the USDA loan. The USDA loan is actually a conventional type loan. Mm -hmm. It is a zero down payment loan. However, it does then have PMI attached to it. But it is an opportunity if someone doesn't have money for a down it, payment. It is. And the only downside to that is once you get to a certain point, there's still USDA approval, yeah. which can... And most of the time I've seen extends the closing a little bit. It does bit. absolutely mm -hmm. extend it because I think you have to be all the way through underwriting and pretty much have a clear to close from the lender, and then the file goes to the USDA. So yeah, you're looking at another two weeks. At least. And I believe the last one that I dealt with was it was three weeks, extended mm -hmm. by three weeks. And, you know, that's just something that a seller might not have the time to, to deal with. Yeah. But it can all work if you mm -hmm. find the right house with the right seller that's like i'm okay on time yeah it's just another step that it's just something that can cause a delay so everybody needs a place to live and, mm -hmm. and renting versus buying it all costs money ideally if you set a goal i feel if mm -hmm. you set a goal to purchase a house this is what i want to do this is what it's going to take me to get there i understand earnest money i understand closing costs i understand down payment mm -hmm. i'm going to stay away from Amazon. I'm going to not, not go to the out. movies and eat out. Yes. Yep. I'll make my own coffee. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do all of these things so that I can save up money and buy my new home. I mean, it's, it's kind of a commitment and that's what you should do. And the younger, the better, because yep. ultimately it's the best retirement investment for yeah. you. It's so many things to own your own I, home. I a hundred percent agree. And I think that if you buckle down, and you do everything like what Tony was just saying, and you can cut things other ways. Maybe you have cable that you spend $250 a month on. You know, cut that and stream. You know, you can really you can really change your budget. And it might suck. Maybe you like, like, I really like to go out and have a good time. But if I really wanted a house, I would sacrifice that for a year. Yeah. You know, go find free things to do. That's right. And there's plenty to do that you can do for free, especially here in our area. And you save, and the, the reward is so worth it in it the is. end. And it's just, it makes you feel really good. Yeah. Yeah. Very important mm -hmm. to own and a house. And you, you have to remember, as a real estate agent, for as a buyer, you do not have to pay any of our fees. Mm -hmm. The seller does. So that's one less thing you have to think, worry that's about. Right. We're free. <laughs> We're free. We're kind of free. Anyway. You know, there's <laughs> been some... <laughs> There's been some argument like about food. that. Yeah. You're not supposed to tell people that you your services are free. I know. Because they want to get all into it. Well, the seller's paying, but the, then the seller's there. I know. The, so, yeah, you do not write us a check. No, but it's there's people that new to, new first-time home buyers that really don't know, and, and they want to bring it up, and they feel awkward about it. You could tell, and they're like, well, well, how do you get paid? Do I pay you? Mm -hmm. And I don't think I can afford it. And you just want to take that away. So I'm like, I'm free. Maybe I shouldn't say that, but yeah. they... I don't think that there's a problem. Mm -hmm. so. All right. So that's uh, buying virtually. Earnest money, closing costs, and down, down payment. payment. Mm -hmm. So um, let's see. Do you have? <laughs> you probably don't because you're on vacation. What do I have? Oh, a shit gets real. Yeah. Or that shit ain't going to work. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> vacation brain. <laughs> Got vacation brain. brain. Suntan. Sunburn. No. Well, do you have anything, did anything happen on vacation that you were like, what in the world? 
Not so really. I, I mean, I think a topic right now that people might find interesting is uh, Red Tide. True. So that was a big concern, Red Tide. And have you, how long has that been around? Because I don't remember hearing about Red Tide the entire time I've been in Florida. So we've had it few, a few times in the past few years. Um, what, a couple years ago when it was really bad, it, Brooklyn was at St. Joe's in Bradenton. So that was, she's in fifth grade, third grade. Okay. Third grade, it was um, was last time they had it. And she was, you know, close to Anna Maria. Mm-hmm. And the smell was god awful. They wouldn't even let them out of the classrooms. Wow. So we went to um, a beach, a honeymoon island. Okay. And mm-hmm. it, it wasn't horrible, mm-hmm. but it was, that's where it was the strongest. Because we were also at Madeira Beach and the tourist favorite, mm-hmm. Clearwater Beach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but up there at honeymoon, whew, it was bad. Pew, pew. Stink, stink. Yeah, it's awful. It's gross. And um, I know one year, it's probably the same year that I'm talking about at Sunset Grill in Ruskin, the, it was bad. It was so bad where you, you thought you were smelling like um, ammonia. Yeah. Like, ugh. thought I was going to die. So. When you're like, oh, look at that shell. Wait, that's a puffer fish. Wait, that's oh, just that's a fish just who's so puffed. sad. That shit ain't going to work. Mm-mm. That's sad. Mm-mm. No. Uh, what else happened? Um, so for me, for work-wise, I had a lot of, and it's not necessarily that shit ain't going to work because we're always willing to help other agents. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I don't want to do your job yeah. for you. I got a lot of phone calls on, on we, we have two listings right now, and people really were ha- on listing appointments, and they couldn't figure out how to price their listing. And it was just kind of weird to me. And I was wanting to help, and I helped, and I talked when I could. But it got to the point where one of them in particular called me probably five times in one day. And I'm like, um, I don't understand. They were listing a house. They, and they went on a listing them. appointment, and he wanted me to go over how I came up with the price, mm. which it's a different story. But, um, yeah, it was just kind of a weird thing. And I'm like, do you have a mentor? Am I your mama? Do you want to join our team? <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's not like I don't want to help. I just was, he was starting to bug me. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I know that's mean, but when you're busy, that shit ain't going to work. Yeah, that's true. That's so, true. I mean. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. True that. That's it. All that. Not a great one, but it's one. Mm-hmm. I think that's it for today. Yeah. We're kind of. Ready to drink our coffee and <laughs> We're eat a snack. <laughs> We're kind of lame today. Oh. Okay, so we thank you for joining us today. Yes. We will definitely um, see you next Tuesday. Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And um, have a great week. Oh. oh, don't forget to follow us on social media. We are at YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And-